Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is Race Day at the 2023 Canadian Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and on today's episode, Max Verstappen converts from pole for his 41st career victory, drawing him level with Ayrton Senna. But it wasn't the kind of domination we've become used to this season. With Fernando Alonso and Lewis Hamilton relatively close behind him at the flag, is this a sign that the gap to Red Bull Racing is starting to shrink? And Ferrari earns some rare praise for nailing race strategy, elevating Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz from the middle of the grid to the cusp of the podium with some astute tactics. To wrap up a wild weekend in Canada, complete with the sound of frantic packing up in the background, it's over now to Montreal and Luke Smith. Hello and welcome to Pit Pass F1 following Sunday's Canadian Grand Prix. I'm Luke Smith, Senior Formula 1 writer for The Athletic, coming to you live from Montreal. It was a record equaling day for Max Verstappen as he scored his 41st Grand Prix victory, drawing level with the late great Ayrton Senna's victory tally and extending his lead at the top of the Drivers' Championship once again. It was also Red Bull's 100th Grand Prix win, making it only the fifth team to have reached that landmark. But in keeping with what has been quite a strange, quite an unconventional Canadian Grand Prix weekend, Verstappen's win was carried out in far from comfortable fashion. This proved to actually be the least dominant of Red Bull's eight wins so far this season, Verstappen only winning by a gentleman's 9.5 seconds ahead of Fernando Alonso, who won an epic duel against Lewis Hamilton for P2. Alonso had been talking up the chances of Aston Martin taking the fight to Red Bull and Verstappen ever since the Spanish Grand Prix and the prospect of him sending it on Max on the opening lap from second place on the grid was a tantalising one, but a sluggish getaway for Alonso, something he himself made light of after the race, meant it was not to be. He said that while his initial reactions were laser sharp, it was the second and third phases where he bogged down. It allowed Hamilton to lunge up the inside and take second place away, while Verstappen could easily pull clear at the front with a seamless start. An early virtual safety car for Logan Sargent stoppage was followed by a full safety car a few laps later when George Russell tapped the wall, exiting the turn 8 9 chicane, leaving debris on the track. Russell thought his race was over and was very apologetic on the radio. Remarkably, though, he did make it back to the pits and didn't actually need to retire the car. Mercedes fitted a new right rear tyre and sent Russell on his way, albeit at the back of the field. He was on course to still score some points, running eight late on only for a brake issue to ultimately force him to retire 17 laps from the end. The VSC and safety car meant Verstappen wasn't able to pull out the kind of big gap at the head of the field that we've maybe seen on occasion this season, even if he did have things under control on the restarts. He wasn't entirely comfortable with how his Red Bull RB19 was feeling, reporting the medium tyre on the first stint was lacking the kind of grip it had offered through Friday. But where did that grip go? 
Since then, the rain on Saturday washed away the grip that had been laid down, while the overcast skies made it tricky to get the tyres into the right temperature window. Verstappen also reported hitting a bird during the opening stint, the remains of which were found in the brake duct of his car post-race, according to Red Bull team boss Christian Horner. After swapping to the hards, Verstappen's tyre warm-up issues only continued and became even more noticeable. It led to a string of radio messages from Max that his race engineer, GP, had to cut short, telling him he got the point and to get his head down. By now, Alonso had managed to regain second place from Hamilton, making an overtake with DRS into the final chicane after the safety car period. He still had five seconds to make up at the front, and the gap wasn't coming down, but still, Max wasn't entirely comfortable. In a bid to try and get the jump on Alonso, Hamilton was the first of Billy Lee trio to make his final stop, forcing Alonso to follow suit one lap later in order to cover him. In turn, Verstappen pitted the lap after that, taking a set of mediums. Now, although going a step softer on the compound did help ease some of the tyre struggles Max had been facing, he still explained after the race that he had to keep pushing lap after lap just to keep them in the right temperature window. In the end though, Verstappen was able to keep things right under control all the way to the chequered flag. He had one brief scare, running over the curb a little bit at the turn 8-9 chicane, joking to his engineer on the radio that he nearly knocked himself out, but he crossed the line to take his fourth win in a row, his sixth of the season, and to extend his points lead over Sergio Perez to 79 points. Perez dropped out in Q2 on Saturday and could only recover to sixth place for Red Bull. The decision not to stop under the safety car did help bring him up the order, but he could not keep pace with the two Ferraris. He's not finished on the podium since Miami, which incidentally is also the last time someone other than Max Verstappen led a race. The Alonso-Hamilton fight for P2 was one of the most exciting elements of the race. Hamilton escaped a penalty for an alleged unsafe release by exiting his pit box just ahead of Alonso under the first safety car. After being overtaken back, Hamilton got right into the fight again in the final stint, running mediums, while Alonso, who didn't have any to spare, was forced to use the hard compound tyre. Hamilton pushed, and he managed to get the gap to under 1.5 seconds at one stage. Both drivers were absolutely going for it. Alonso commented after the race that it felt like 70 qualifying laps, and we saw at one stage he tapped the wall on the right-hand side exiting turn four, causing a few sparks. As he hit his square on though, no massive harm done. Towards the end though, Alonso did have bigger cause for concern when a suspected brake issue emerged, but the team didn't tell him about it until after the race, Alonso immediately knowing that something had been up after he'd been told to lift and coast a little. In the end, he managed to hold on for second a good sign that Aston Martin's updates have taken it a step in the right direction towards Red Bull. Hamilton was also upbeat post-race about how Mercedes upgrades had boosted its form. The team had always expected to struggle in Canada, yet he was able to hound Alonso right the way through to the chequered flag. George Russell also felt Mercedes had made a good step forward and would have been right there in third and fourth had it not been for his setbacks. There was also a nice moment post-race when Hamilton noted what an impressive podium roster it was. Between him, Verstappen and Alonso, there are 11 world titles and you could feel a real respect and camaraderie between the trio as they chatted in the post-race press conference. They'd been joined to spray the champagne by Adrian Newey, a legendary designer who apparently got his 200th win today according to Red Bull boss Christian Horner, a very kind gesture to mark the team's 100th win and all of his contributions. 
Now, Ferrari may not have been factoring in the podium fight whatsoever, but his recovery to fourth and fifth place after such a miserable qualifying on Saturday was really, really impressive. And actually, a lot of it was down to its much mocked and maligned strategy team. Both Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz were kept out under the first safety car, allowing them to move up the order and gain track position. They then made their medium tyres last right the way through to laps 38 and 39. Ferrari was keen to ensure that Leclerc didn't feel under pressure, informing him that Sainz behind would not try and attack him. The Ferrari drivers managed to come home fourth and fifth, and pulled out a really good gap to Perez, obviously in the quicker Red Bull, who had to settle for P6. Although the tricky track conditions hurt Verstappen, it actually played into Ferrari's favour. The car normally works its tyres too hard, causing severe degradation. But that drawback actually became an asset today, as it meant the Ferraris kept the tyres in the right window and allowed them to easily gap Perez behind. A really good haul of points after a very difficult Saturday. Behind the leading teams, the midfield fight was a close one, but it was Alex Albon who pulled a sensational drive to finish seventh for Williams. He reached Q3 on Saturday and ran a one-stop strategy with a classic Alex Albon drive, where Williams prioritised getting track position and simply keeping the cars behind. He admitted after the race that he saw how many laps were remaining on the TVs and was really doubtful that he could hold on for so long and keep the growing train of cars behind him. But the straight line speed of that Williams meant that he was able to hold on and get 7th place, marking his best result since Abu Dhabi 2020. It also helped lift Williams above AlphaTauri in the Constructors' Championship to P9. Behind Albon, Esteban Ocon took 8th despite dealing with a wobbly rear wing in the closing stages, fending off Lando Norris, who then dropped P13 in the final classification for alleged unsportsmanlike behaviour when he created too much of a gap behind the safety car to aid McLaren's teammate Oscar Piastri. Lando said he didn't understand the penalty, but it did benefit Lance Stroll and Valtteri Bottas, both of whom gained a position and rounded out the close four battle for the minor points. So anyway, that is your lot from Montreal. I'm about to hot foot it to the airport and get out of here. Thank you so much for joining me this weekend. It's been a lot of fun as always. I'll be back for the Hungarian Grand Prix in three races time. I'll be back for the Hungarian Grand Prix in three races time. You'll have Julian Cherasoli up next in Austria. We will see you there. Thanks very much to Luke Smith, who's been in Montreal all weekend, bringing us the latest from the Canadian Grand Prix. You'll hear from Luke again later this season, but for now you can find him on social media. Just check the links in the show description. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Austrian Grand Prix in two weeks' time by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.